0: I'm Denzel Muhammad, and welcome to JobMakers. The city of Lawrence, Massachusetts, is one we've talked about before. Why? Well, out of its 90,000 strong population, 40.8% is foreign-born, and more than 80% identify as Hispanic or Latino. According to the Immigrant Learning Center, it has the third highest concentration of immigrants in the entire Commonwealth, and it's buzzing with immigrant entrepreneurs. For Karina Calderon, deputy director of the Lawrence Partnership, a collaboration of business and civic leaders started in 2015 to help grow businesses in a way that benefits all its residents, that immigrant entrepreneurship is the engine driving the growth of the city. She and the Lawrence Partnership are tasked with incubating, training, assisting, loaning, basically doing everything they and their partners can to grow the city's businesses. The model they've adopted is replicable for sure and is one based on long-standing relationships and trust between new and long-time residents. Karina explains how it works, shares some of the success stories of the immigrant small business owners, and details her own immigration story of making it in the States by herself, as you learn in this week's Job Makers, Karina Calderon, Deputy Director of the Lawrence Partnership. How are you? Welcome to JobMakers.
1: Thank you. I'm um, very good. Thank you. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
0: So tell us a little bit about the Lawrence Partnership. It's a fairly new initiative and it's all about making Lawrence bigger and brighter and better, right?
1: It is for sure. So the Lawrence partnership, it came out um, out of a collaboration of the private sector, the public sector, and also the nonprofit sector. So we have a very robust um, board of directors of 30 to 32 leaders, local leaders that are executive directors, presidents, CEOs of local and big companies um, that are here in Lawrence. They saw a need of coming together and, and working towards creating an inclusive economic development for the city of Lawrence.
0: And what does inclusive economic development look like?
1: Well, um, so we do that through different initiatives, um, and I can tell you a few of them. So you know how I told you that we have a very robust board of directors. Some of them are um, residents of different banks in the area, and. Something that they did was that the 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 bankers in our board they came together and they invited some other banks also local to um, to come and put together a fund so we can and it was it's called the venture loan fund and the the idea of this fund is to be able to provide loans to businesses small businesses that are considered non bankable so if a small business owner needs a loan goes to Bank XYZ, which is a huge bank, and they get denied. They can go to our venture loan fund and apply for a loan there. And the main interest of our bankers is to inject this money into the community and help help the small businesses with the needs that they have. So what they did was they each came with about $100,000. And right now we have a $1.1 million dollar uh venture loan fund um and till date if i'm not mistaken i know that we have lent a little bit more but last time that i checked that i had a an actual report it was about six hundred thousand dollars that we had put out industries to the small businesses uh since last summer when we relaunched the venture loan fund so that's a way for us to to create that inclusive economic development that's one of the initiatives that it's, that it's big on that. Um, another initiative that we also have is called the Revolving Test Kitchen. It, is, it started as, a, um, as an incubator. So it started as, a, um, it was a collaboration between Sal Lupoli, <clears throat> who had um, a restaurant, um, and actually in our building on 420 Common Street, um, Northern Essex Community College, the Lawrence Partnership, and also the city of Lawrence, Sal had that restaurant there. It didn't work out for him. It wasn't a South Pizza or anything like that. It had a different name. So then Northern Essex, who rents the building, told them like, Sal, you have that space there with all that equipment. Let's do something about it. So we came together and we were able to give this space for, to a food entrepreneur that wanted to taste his recipes, taste his, uh, test his business plan. And we gave him the, the space for a year so they could run it as a restaurant. They didn't have to worry about overhead or anything like that. They did have to pay $500 a month, which if they, by the time that they were done with their one-year period, if they opened a brick and mortar in the city of Lawrence, they would get all their money back. So we did that for three years. It was a successful program. Um, Also, let me just say that, let me just add that Besides, you know, using the space and and, and that help with the rent and stuff like that, they also got um, uh, technical assistance. So the team from Saulo Poli was, you know, um, giving them some pointers and education on certain areas that they needed help with, like um, setting prices, you know, cost of goods sold and things like that. The city facilitated Uh, them getting certain licenses that they need in order to operate their business. So it was a true collaboration. Um, So, like I said, three years, we did that three successful businesses um, came out of there. Coco Race, who is on Marcus Street in South Lawrence, then El Encanto, who ended up opening a food truck and then Bocaditos, who uh, decided after that she wanted to do surf safe, safe surf classes in Spanish for, for the Hispanic community so three success stories each on their own way
0: this does sound very very collaborative and i and when you introduce the ideas of you know getting licenses and permits and that kind of thing that is you know especially for immigrant entrepreneurs who are mm-hmm. not familiar with the system and need that kind of technical support that's really important
1: about two three weeks ago we had a um we had a an event we called it how to start a business and expand it in the city of Lawrence. And we were very intentional because, you know, um, you may know that about 89, 90% of this community is Hispanic. So we were very intentional about making this event in Spanish. Mm. And we had trans- simultaneous translation services inside. Um, so people could feel comfortable because if there's something that is true is that I feel like people get to trust you a little bit more when they, when you are speaking their their same language, you know, they feel more comfortable. The walls come down. We had two panels. The first one was different business owners, local business owners talking about their experiences, giving tips, what worked for them, what didn't, you know, things like that to inspire the entrepreneurs that were there watching them and listening to their stories so they can know that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and then the second panel, it was organizations like ours. Um, like I said, Mill Cities Community Investments, um, Entrepreneurship for All, Merrimack Valley Planning Commission, Federación Hispana de Comerciantes, which is like a, like a Hispanic chamber type of organization. They were there, and also the city of Lawrence, they were there talking about the resources that there are available for business owners. And it's unbelievable the lack of information that is out there. It's, it's a huge challenge. People are not aware of the resources. And some resources are going untapped because not everybody has access or not even, they don't even know about their existence. I learned about a few things there myself.
0: It almost seems as though immigration was a key played a key role in the model of the partnership because you had to reconcile with and recognize that uh, there are language barriers because these are new Americans. And, you know, immigrants learn English over time. That It it happens. But at the start, when they need to get a leg up, uh, speaking their own language literally is, you know, as you said, builds trust. But I want to ask this. This is happening now. You said you, the partnership started in 2014. Why did it take so long for something like this to happen?
1: But, you know, relationships, they take time. Um, to build that trust, it takes time. So um, I think that possibly maybe that had a a, a little bit of a factor. Um, but um, we're not being shy now. Before, I remember, um, we didn't take credit for anything. We would do the work. We would you know, we would work with a group of partners, we would do the work, we would roll up our sleeves, do the work, and we didn't need to take credit. Not that we're doing it now, but we're just doing it a little differently because we do want people to know that the Lawrence partnership is here. And it's very important, you know, it goes back to trust, that they don't only know that, they're, that we're here, but that they see that the people that say we are a team of three. George Ramirez, my the executive director, myself, and then uh, our new star, Giselle Peguero. And it's important that when they see us, they see, they can, they can picture themselves because we look like them. We are here because we care about the community. And the community, we look like them, they look like us, we are one. And we are in our priority is to, to bring this
0: community forward. And I imagine, of course, that it's not just uh, the Hispanic community that that you're reaching out to. It's it's everyone.
1: Everyone, exactly, everyone. And and thankfully, um, we can navigate, you know, in in the different cultures. Um. So and and we have partners also, like like I told you, you know, we're not doing we're not necessarily doing this alone. So where when one is lacking, the other one is compensating. You know. So um, I'm not worried.
0: And you mentioned Entrepreneurship for All, a really, really fantastic initiative. I see that they're even in Northwest Arkansas now. Yes. uh, Started by Desh Deshpande, who's also a big legend in the Merrimack Valley area, um, legendary entrepreneur. Um, So what does the economic landscape in Lawrence look like today?
1: So right now, let's say we have a group that is working in revitalizing the downtown of Lawrence. We have this beautiful um, flower pots on every corner, beautifying the streets. We have building owners working on the facades of of their buildings on Essex Street, trying to make it more appealing and more inviting for people to feel comfortable and come to to Essex Street and to Lawrence in general. Um, We have great restaurants. So I hear some people that they say, we want to make Lawrence the Mecca of food. I'm like, yeah, sure, bring it on, let's make it happen. And, and I, we have people that are working on that. We also have um, huge UH companies, uh, local companies that are you know, affecting the economy positively. We have Gemline, uh, Ava Womack, and then uh, both of them in the industrial park and New Balance, it's also here in Lawrence. Um, very um, committed to the city and, and helping it succeed.
0: I like the idea of like a destination city for food because in Massachusetts is that. It Mm -hmm. takes, we take so much pride in the fact that we have such a variety of restaurants and just so many of them. You can get pho, you can get Thai food, you can get Mexican food, everything. A new ramen place just opened up on Pleasant Street. And you talk, you talked about Essex Street, which of course is like Main Street in Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the role of immigrants in the economic development of Lawrence overall, especially those immigrant business owners?
1: I think that they are the one running the city. Um, mm. A lot of our businesses are um, immigrants, sometimes non-English speaking. Um, and I have to, to give some kudos to our partner, Entrepreneurship for All, because, you know, they have, they have the um, E para Todos, which is the Spanish version of their program. And and sometimes I've seen reports of the work they do, and they they would tell you so many immigrants, and it's like ninety three out of hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it's a big number, um, and these are people that they're hungry. You know, they want to succeed. They came here because they had a dream, and they, this is the 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 land of opportunities. That's what I was told before I came, before I moved to this to this country, and and that's how I see it. And many people see it like that. So yes, small uh, immigrants are the ones running the the small the the small business community in Lawrence for sure.
0: That's that's fascinating and a very very important point. And you said that they're hungry. They come here with a desire, with a yearning. They have to succeed, and they're inherently entrepreneurial. Just the fact that they move to another country, not knowing if it's going to be better or worse is itself an entrepreneurial act. Exactly. So really inherently entrepreneurial. And I'm glad that the city of Florence is really capitalizing on that and optimizing it to the benefit of the entire community. And you just mentioned that you came here from another country as well. What is your yes, immigration story?
1: So I am Dominican. Um, I'm, I was born and raised in Dominican Republic. I came to spend the summer in Hampton Beach. Because I was in college there, I was going to architecture school, and they had this program where college students could come from the, for, the, for the summer, spend the summer work, you know, practice the language, and then got, go back home. So I came twice, I came 2002, 2003, and then on 2003, my mom told me, when I was getting ready to go back home, she goes, why don't you stay and try to open doors for us? Things are a little rough here. Mm. Mom, are you serious? Like I don't, I don't have anybody here. I don't, and, and she, you're
0: just a kid, <laughs>
1: twenty two years old. Yeah, exactly. But it happened at the right time because let me tell you, if it happened to me now, I don't think I would have had the same energy and the same drive. So, um so I stayed with some friends that I made along the way, and I a lot of things have happened. That that's another story for another day. <laughs> But I am so glad because those ups and downs that I went through helped me to be where I am today. And this is not even my final destination destination just yet. There's still much more to be done. Um, But I am so grateful for the community that welcomed me. I have no family here. It's just me and my two daughters. But I have a great network of friends, of colleagues. So um, I'm grateful for what the city has done for me and and i think that it's only it's only right that i keep doing the same thing for the city
0: Perfectly said. Very, very well said. That's incredible. Uh, and you. to think that I mean, people take for granted how hard it is as an adult, especially to learn a whole new language, a whole new culture, all the different laws, and you're embedded in the, all the licensing and credentialing and permitting and all these different things. What is a credit score? You know, what is that? <laughs> um, so many things to learn. And you, I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased that you choose, you chose to stay uh, with your mother's encouragement. And mm-hmm. how does it feel for you knowing how difficult it would have been back in the Dominican Republic to have your daughters grow up in Lawrence and in the United States?
1: I feel very appreciative and very blessed. Um, if my daughters would be here, they would be rolling their eyes because one thing that I used to tell them since they were very little was, and they would like verbatim repeat, repeat it as I was saying it because I said it so long. So, I mean, I said it so many times that I would I used to tell them like listen because my oldest one she was born in Dominican Republic so you know name immigrant the little one was born here but I told her like listen we came to this country to be the best version of ourselves to take advantage of those opportunities that they give us and work with them and, and be the best version of ourselves because back home we didn't have that you know the education we don't we were blessed uh, back home, at least my family, that I did have access to an education, but many people didn't have the same luxury. So to come here and see that anybody, as long as they want it, they can have that education. I know that there are their challenges because, you know, not everything is easy and you have to have some skin in the game. But um, I just told them, let, you know, let's, let's be that. Let's be the best versions that we can be. And um, and I'm just grateful that I I never thought that I would end up here. Like I told you, I, I came for a summer to have fun with my friends and make some money and bring it back home, and and to end up here and make my life here and and to live in this community that it's home now. It's it's wonderful.
0: You're and you're having an impact. <laughs> You're having an impact on the city of Florence and beyond. And I hope other municipal uh, workers are listening into this to to really realize uh, how important these partnerships and these relationships are toward a more inclusive uh, economic situation wherever they are. Um, You have to get everyone's, you know, everyone needs to be at the table, whether they're new or old. uh, And the new tend to be that hungry, those hungry people who, who will take that risk. And start a business and try it out uh, and hopefully end up being successful. Karina Calderon of the Lawrence Partnership, thank you so much for joining us on JobMakers.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: JobMakers is a weekly podcast about immigrant entrepreneurship and contribution produced by Pioneer Institute, a think tank in Boston, and the Immigrant Learning Center in Malden, Massachusetts, a not-for-profit that gives immigrants a voice. Thank you for joining us for this week's powerful story of immigrant entrepreneurship. Remember, you can subscribe to JobMakers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us some stars. I'm Denzel Mohammed. See you next Thursday at noon for another JobMakers.